When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. It's the final word daily. Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross standing in for Jeff, who's probably still asleep. He's in Canada, and this game finished in the space of about 70 minutes this morning, but you still only got 30 seconds to tell us what happened. New Zealand should have done a lot better with the ball under sleek grey skies. They had 15 overs to bowl England out, or at least to get enough runs at the bank for a new ball to bowl them out. They have failed to achieve either of those objectives, as folks particularly held the innings together with Root playing some rather dashing and flashy shots. It was a terrific textbook performance from the former England captain who brought up his 10,000th run and in so doing became we think more of which anon the youngest man ever to do it why do we think well find out stay tuned it'll all become clear and England won by the way by five wickets with folks making 32 not out a route making 115 not out a partnership of 120 well done. Uh, by the time it was done looking through my margin there uh, Root came out today scored from the first ball he faced Looked to put pressure straight back on the New Zealand bowlers. They started with Southie from the nursery end down here. They went straight to Jameson, bolt up the other end. Uh, they tried to get the ball swinging, but it just didn't. And you think it would. When you look above here, you think, gee, it, it's uh, mm. leaden skies and all the other cliches about Lords. But maybe it was too chilly for the ball to swing. Maybe they were just knackered. They bowled a lot yeah. yesterday, and they bowled a lot over the previous couple of days. Whatever it was, it, it never looked threatening for New Zealand. At no point did England look under pressure um, with folks and Root doing as they pleased. And as you say, they, they finished it off in 14 overs. Yeah, there was absolutely nothing. I mean, the ball didn't move off the straight, did it? It didn't yeah. swing. I think Jared Kimber told us that uh, after the 55th over, there was 0.6 degrees of swing. There had been 2.2 degrees between the 30th and the 55th right. on average. So you just saw that this balls, this, these balls this season haven't been great in English county cricket. These are reputedly a bit better, we've been told, whatever that quite means. Um, uh, but they they weren't a lot better, and they seemed to die throughout this match. If you could bat into the 43rd, 44th over, it suddenly became much, much easier. And so you got this weird contrast throughout the match, didn't you? Yeah. Between, oh, crikey, uh, a wicket could fall any minute. I think, what was the average number of balls? I think each partnership was lasting fewer 
than 60 balls and much fewer. Right. It, was, it was more like six overs, I think. The average partnership was six overs until we got the crazy partnership between Blundell and Mitchell that was superb. And what was brilliant about that partnership was that they held it together for about 20 overs while it really was a little bit testing. Yep. And then they cashed in. Um, England looked like they were going to throw that away yesterday when Ben Stokes kind of got himself out. And New Zealand were only one wicket away from an incredibly fragile tail. But the ball... Well, it was just dead. There's nothing on the seam. There was no shine. There was no movement. But I don't want that to take away from the way Root and Folks, in particular, well, batted. And let's deal with Folks initially. You're a Surrey man. You've watched mm. Folks since he was a youngster when he moved to the club. Uh, he's only played now one test match in England. I mean, he made his test debut nearly four years ago. To come here, to get that opportunity, belatedly by 12 months, remembering he would have played against New Zealand in yeah. this series in 2021, if not for that hamstring tear at an inopportune time. Uh, it's, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that folks with a couple of low scores to start this series might have found himself on the scrap heap yet again. There have been so many wicket keepers turned to. Johnny Bairstow seems to be in favour right now, batting at five. Many think he does his best work at seven with the gloves. So folks needed runs, what it all boils yeah. down to. And, and it was a great opportunity. I think we said that on comms yesterday when he walked out. Even though he was being used as a bit of a quasi-night watchman for Joe Root, that if he stayed through to the end, that and he did, the 120-run stand with, with Root, that it would do wonders for his confidence and his place in the pecking order, and, and so it has. Yeah, I, I still think he's in danger, though, because of England's tail. I think, you know, a couple of years ago, England had a glut of all-rounders, and folks would have been ideal in that situation, yeah. batting at seven with someone like Moeen coming in at eight, Chris Wokes at nine. He would have been perfect for that. But unfortunately, he's still got those, those four tail-enders. And I think this is because there's a little confusion about the way Ben Folks bats. He's actually a very accomplished batter. He reminds me a little bit of BJ Watling in style, insofar as he doesn't look to hit every ball for four. He's, he's content to take two runs. And the, the two is the most over, underrated shot in cricket. We saw one today. It was a perfect example. He, he reached out to a ball that wasn't a half volley and guided it between cover and extra cover and they ran two now too many England batters and actually batters around the world see that ball and they're trying to smash the cover off yeah, it in so yeah. doing you can get the edge or you can get the drag back or, or anything of that kind folks is not flashy folks will not score quick runs with the tail he won't go right give me I'll take control I mean you saw James Anderson taking a single off the last ball of an over when folks was at the other end yep. in the first innings so that's where he's there's going to be a little bit of a perception problem uh, I personally think that he's a very accomplished technician with the bat. His first-class record speaks to that. He averages around about 40. Averages 100 this year. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, so, this season, this rather, season, this, this year, season, yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I, I still think that we get a bit excited by what Johnny Bairstow could do when he crunches fours or what Joss Butler was able to do when he smashed the six over the, the rugby stand in Leeds, things <laughs> like that. And Ben Folks is never going to do that. So um, England have got to decide whether they want to support that. I think what would be helpful for them would be if they can find a bowler who can bat a bit more. And they might be looking at Craig Overton coming back on the side in some way because he just gives them a bit more solidity after the fall of the fifth, uh, sixth wicket. And before we dive into Joe Root Love, uh, New mm. Zealand, we saw the door shut in the dressing room on the balcony. Jared Kimber picked up on that on our commentary. That's very unusual after a test match. Mm. They're clearly doing some soul searching. I don't think it's too big a leap to say they might be on the way in New Zealand. I mean, they, they, they did so well here to stay in the test match after being 45 for 7 and England none for 59 in response when they were 56 for 4 the second time around and they were careering towards 
sort of a two, two and a quarter day defeat. To drag it back the way they did with Blundell and Mitchell was admirable and the way that uh, Jameson bowled especially and occasionally Bolton Southey likewise. But Ajaz Patel didn't come off, only bowled two overs in the test match. I feel sorry for him because both of them mm. were the stokes with the short boundary on the grandstand side and he, and he took advantage of that. And in the end, he wasn't turned to today. But there seems to be more broadly now a trend with New Zealand. Since they won the World Test Championship final, they're just not converting. They're not, they're not getting into good positions as often as they were in the previous couple of years. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. You know, they lost a game to Bangladesh and then bounced yeah. back. You know, I, I still think they're a better side, man for man, yep. than England. Uh, more I mean, they should be beating side. England, really. Yeah, they I mean, should. Honestly. They're, well, they're, they're a more experienced side. Yeah. They've got stronger batters, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and their bowling attack is, is a lot more flexible. They've got Matt Henry and Neil Wagner waiting in the wings. Yep. I'd be interested to see which, or maybe even both of those two, come in. Because I thought the bolt looked a little undercooked in this game. Um, and look, we just not forget, Southie and Bolt are not young. And, uh, sure. and neither is Neil Wagner, for that matter. But they've, they missed, strangely enough, the one they missed most, I would say, was Colin de Grandon. Yeah. Because yesterday, he would have bowled over after over yesterday. They would have rotated the seamers from this end of the nursery. He would have played end. as the, the, the fact they spinner. He would have done, yeah. And I think he'd have gone for two and over. He's very hard to get away. Yep. He'd probably have got Stokes out a second time <laughs> um, because Stokes was never going to try and let him settle. But Had he got I'm, Stokes, the test would have been over yesterday. Yeah. Probably. I, I, I think in all, in all yeah. probability, yeah. But they, they miss him and I don't think he's going to be back in time for Nottingham because he's got no. this, this sore heel. Well, so. they said that this is quite... I mean, we were talking to Craig McMillan, weren't we, about mm. the, the fact that they now go through the scam process and it's a hard injury to come back from. So maybe they might shuffle Henry Nichols back into the top five where he normally bats Mitchell down to seven. I mean, they've got options, right? They've got options. Um, I, I still think you know someone like Matt Henry and Neil Wagner here would have been a better option. Yep. Than, but, but they've got the same issue that England have with having Broad and Anderson. Uh, do you play them both? Do you play both Salvi and Bolt each game? Um, Trent Bolt arrived in the country on Monday and he was playing a test match by Thursday. Was that quite the right move? I don't know. I think you know Wagner is another one who here would have been able to test the middle of the pitch, just give a different line of attack. The problem was that it was New Zealand that looked samey. We often talk about England's attack being four right-arm seam bowlers who bowl around 83 miles an hour of that. This time, New Zealand looked a bit samey, actually, notwithstanding yeah. the bolts of left armour, but their lines of attack and their lengths of attack, Carl Jameson was yesterday's point of difference. But it was a bit floaty today, wasn't it? And you just think that... Maybe Wagner bowling one of those classic Wagner 9-10 over spells where he just bangs it in and, and says to folks, you know, what are you going to do? Are you Are going to take it on or not with the leg gullies and things like that? There was, there was no attempt to change the narrative today and I think that's partly the personnel. And you can never really know for sure, but they might have just thought it was going to happen. Like, you know, mm. when we rocked up here, we genuinely didn't think they started on time. It was so dark. Gloomy. Not only were the lights on, it was almost P-Super stuff. Yeah. And to think that they, you know, if you're a bowling attack as accomplished as New Zealand's, you would think that, well, if I pitch the ball up here, it's going to move. The, the issue was the ball was 66 overs old and what you identified already mm. about the relative movement that, that pace bowlers got through the test deeper into the use of a ball spoke to that. They needed the game to reach 80 overs. They tried to suck time out of the game late yesterday to give themselves a chance to, to regroup, but, yeah, not to be. Um, for the, sorry, on, continue. On, on that, I was going to say, you know, yesterday, they weren't, they weren't canny enough with the bat. They, after they lost that fifth, sixth wicket, yeah. they, when they went bang, bang, bang. Six you know, for 34 was the collapse. That's right. So you look at, firstly, de Grandom and his brain fade. Great ball, yes, to Jameson. But then the last three wickets, the tailenders, even if they just bat a bit more time, if they add another 15, 20 runs, mm. what they're doing is 
making that target for England that little bit more it brings a second new ball into play yep. and a new ball created havoc in this test match yep. if they got a new ball uh, with England needing say 30-40 runs I'd have I think there's every chance they could still have won the Test match, but they didn't give themselves that chance. It reminded me a bit of Pakistan during the COVID series. You remember? Yeah, yeah. When they had a big lead of 100 and something, and then they played a sort of slap dash way and said England 270 odd, wasn't it? And Joss Butler and Chris Wokes. Got, 277, it was the same target. Right? Well, got yeah. England over the line. It's the it? last time that England successfully chased oh. was back in 2020, and it was the same target in, yeah, and a again, kind of a no, similar Test match. And not a second new ball. Again, yeah. you see. And, you know, had they batted and said, it's not the volume of runs. It's not that there's extra 40 runs makes a difference. It's the extra 40 runs makes it very unlikely you're going to get that in one ball. At which point you sure. then get another ball. And in England, you can't, you know, new balls are very important. They're very, you should love them. You should nurture them. You should care for them. You should yearn for them. Caress them. You should caress them. And you should make damn sure you get at least two bites of that cherry when you're setting a target if possible. Hall of Fame, we're just gonna pop yeah. everything about Joe Root in here. Well, I'll yes. go via Ben Stokes' thigh pad, by the way, which I think requires some uh, some uh, gratitude from England's perspective. He, he scored 10 leg buys, all of them were twos off his bum and off his thigh pad. It worked for him. Did he, Ben folks? did he? Yeah, so he, he, I mean, you would say he should have made 42, not 32, because you think leg buys should go to the batter, don't you? I do, yeah. For another day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Root uh, <laughs> passes 10,000 runs, the 14th man to achieve that. I've been at five of them, you know. I've That's never seen a hat trick, but I've been at five of the 14 bringing them up, so quite, quite like that. Anyway, uh, yeah. Root gets there, he needed an even 100, does it in style, then helps out the fans. Now, at Lords and at England Test Venues, if a game goes for more than 15, a day of play rather, yep. goes for more than 15 overs, that's it. There's oh, no, no refund. You, you get a bit. Don't you get a, a bit of a refund well, for between fifteen and twenty-five or something? Okay, but, there but, might yeah. be. But broadly speaking, yeah. fifteen overs is the magic number. Yeah, they needed twelve runs to win from the fourteenth over today, and Root class act steers the ball through the cordon with complete ease for four, drives down the ground, class act again, and then finishes it with an emphatic pull shot out towards the tavern stand. <laughs> so the punters all got their money back, and that might have been the second loudest roar we heard today behind uh, Joe Root bringing up that 26 test ton. Uh, and Daniel, you've got the most magnificent nugget. Please let us know what it is. Joe Root made it to 10,000 test runs when he scored his 100th run, and in so doing, he got there in 31 years 147 days. days which is exactly the same number of, of years and days as Sir Alistair Cook um, literally exactly the same they're both the joint youngest but of course they're not joint youngest someone's got to be younger and well I found out from <laughs> Alistair Cook that he was born at 1.55pm right <laughs> and we figure he scored that right, his, his 10,000 it, in in it was in the middle session at Durham on day 4 in 2016 against Sri Lanka now we also believe that Joe Root was born in the morning and of course he's how did Cookie that. find that out as he spoke to him already oh, I think he has yeah <laughs> um, and he scored his 10,000th run around about 11.50 so uh, sorry Cook, Cookie I'm afraid Cookie has relinquished the record he's actually you know a little bit like when a politician concedes defeat yeah. on the night of an election Cookie said yeah that's it it's gone the record he did say gone. didn't he when he we were did, speaking yeah. to him before he, he goes did, I'm yeah. going to stop talking about it now that's right so he's no longer the youngest yeah, uh, no, no, Alistair Cook record falls speaking of records I mean Joe Root has now made 10,000 runs what did Satchin make 15,000 and change that's correct he's and a decent he's a decent chance of hauling that in you know yeah. let me just talk you through the maths for this right so he has done it 
Joe Root, in nine years, and I think it was 177 days, right? The first man to, do, to get to 10,000 runs inside 10 years. Okay, right. Right? So he's the quickest. He's the quickest there. Now, it doesn't take a great mathematician to work out that he's basically going at 1,000 runs a year, right? It doesn't mean every year he's getting 1,000 runs, but he's averaging that. Yeah, 1,700 so, last year yeah. helps with that. Yeah. So, uh, to get another 6,000 runs would take him to being 37 years old, 37 years and 147 days. So long as he doesn't wane. As long as he doesn't wane, that's very true. But actually, you tend to find, you know, 32, 33, 34 can yeah. be really good years. So he might actually score quite a lot then and then be in a state of denial for two or three years, which might be enough to get him there. He might be lured into it. I mean, Alistair Kirk, I thought he would be someone. Look, it's been three years yeah. since he retired. He could easily be in the 15,000 mark by now. But... He said he basically lost the, the appetite for the fight. And that's because Alistair Cook was always grappling with cricket. He has three or four shots. And he has to deny himself playing certain other shots to do that. And you've got to be motivated to do that. And I think he kind of lost the motivation. Root is a different player. He's more naturally gifted. He can score runs all around the place. Uh, so I don't think he's going to burn out in quite the same way. And... He's not captain and he's 31 and a bit. Yeah, so, I think that's a big part of it. He's going to yeah. have a long post-captaincy career. Yeah. So this was the first test of that. And even the way that he spoke uh, you know, about Ben Stokes quite lovingly, that he wanted to give something back to Stokes. Yeah, that's lovely, that was wasn't significant it? significant in the, in the post-game uh, press conference or press interview that, that Joe did with Athers on, on Sky and on the, on the presentation. And, yeah, it sort of feels like he's... It's cliche to say liberated, but he looks that way. Uh, he, he looks like he's now ready and relishing the chance to be a member of the ranks. That's not always the way with former captains. No, it isn't. I mean, he's a very generous guy in that yeah. respect. I don't think he's going to be sort of bitter about the way things ended either. And no. uh, he was allowed to leave as opposed to be fired, which I think was very good, actually, by the England management rather than say, oh, that's it, we've, we've sacked him. Uh, it's... I, I, yeah, there's all sorts of reasons why I think he's going to be able to have a bit more longevity. But there was something else about today. Wasn't it interesting watching the different way that Stokes and Root were in the uh, in the interviews? As you say, Root felt liberated. Now it's Stokes who's now having to do the management speak. Yeah. And I'm not sure it sits really comfortably with him, to be honest with you. Whereas Root feels freer to be himself again. Yeah, when you've been trying to explain away... Was it ten games without a win? One win in was it seventeen? I think that was yeah the first wi- the first win they've had in ten. Yeah. yeah, you imagine having to do that time after time after time. Which we did. Yeah, he did. Always looked knackered, didn't he? You, you, yeah. you interview him after a Test match in Australia, and he looks like he was yeah, the tiredest man in the country. Exactly. It was a defining characteristic. His eyes were falling out of his head. I think it's lovely to have him back, actually. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's earned it. He's earned the right. And, and today, a lovely photo from Phil Brown over there, who we've had on the show before. Oh, Phil Brownie Brown. Brownie has Brownie. taken a glorious photo of Joe Root. Do you want to tell the secret of how you did it? Come on. Let's tell the secret, Brownie. So this is a shot. Don't which, be shy, Brownie. This will be, this <laughs> like will be a photograph that, um, <laughs> that, that, of Joe that you took uh, today. How did you get the shot of Joe facing you directly as soon as you brought up Run 10,000? Well, I remembered... Uh, that in the past he's celebrated to his wife and family who sit up in a box over in the grandstand uh so basically my brain just thought why don't you go there in case he does the same thing and it did work out quite well because he raised both arms and i was kind of blocked by the stumps but cropped them out and yeah very happy to get a picture of joe root looking pretty much straight at me celebrating not only a century but his ten thousandth run in test cricket can we use the photo as the artwork for this episode 
No, I don't think Probably so. not. We'll try. <laughs> I don't Maybe even own it. I work for someone. That's like saying, proper, saying to proper you, photo, right? can I come and live no, in no, your no, house? No, no, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, like, do, we have, do we have rights <laughs> to the... Yeah, anyway, you know, we can... You can I, I can... I can put a watermark on it. Of put course. a watermark on it. Of course. Brownie, we love you. Thanks for coming and having a chat. All right. Good on you, buddy. Uh, now... <laughs> I feel like I'm shooting him away there. The legend that is Phil Brown. We'll be at Knott's. Uh, Daniel's going to be with me for the daily shows next week. Jeff and I are doing a weekly show tomorrow. What else we got? We're going to do the uh, weekend show story time relatively early in the week. I think Jeff's doing a story time with Borat between times. There's a lot of stuff on the final word feed. You already know that. You listen to the show. This has been Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross here at Lords England victorious by five wickets. We'll do it all again next week. Goodbye. So you know what I meant. Yeah. I had to go about it.